0: Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Let's continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 3. It seemed that the sudden flight had dispersed them through the plain, back to the mountain where reason searches us, and I drew myself to the faithful companion. And how would I have held the course without him? Who would have drawn me up the mountain? he seemed to me beside himself with remorse. O clear and worthy conscience, how bitter is the bite of your smallest fault! When our feet had left their frantic pace, which dims the worthiness of every act, my mind, which first was restrained, now allowed my attention to wander and set my sight upon the hill that swelled highest from water toward the sky. The sun, whose rays rained flame behind, was broken before me at my figure and laid its shape as if to support me. I turned to look with fear of being abandoned when I saw the land obscured before myself alone, and my comfort turned toward me, commenced to say, Why do you have so little faith? Don't you believe I'm with you and guide you? Evenings come there where was buried the body which used to make its shade. Napoli has it, and it was taken from Brindisi. Now if no shadow goes before me, marvel no more than that the one and the other heavenly rays don't darken each other. The power that disposes such bodies to suffer torments, heat, and cold wills not to unveil its way to us. He is mad who hopes that our reason may pass along the infinite way held by one substance in three persons. Keep content, gentlemen, with the quia, since, if you could have seen all, Mary need not have given birth. And you have seen that fruitless desire of those who'd see their desire quieted has borne them only loss unto eternity. I speak of Aristotle and of Plato and of many others. And here he inclined his brow, and said no more, and remained perturbed. Meanwhile, we'd come to the foot of the mountain, where we found the rock so steep that readiest legs could not ascend it. Between Lerici and Torbia, the most desert, most broken rock slide is a stairway, broad and easy compared to that. Now who knows on what hand the slope descends, said my master, pausing his passage, so that one who goes without wings might ascend. And while he held his eyes low, and examined the way in his mind, and I gazed upward among the crags, on the left left hand appeared to me a group of souls who were moving their feet toward us, though it didn't appear so, so slowly did they come. Lift your eyes, master, I said. Behold those who can give counsel, if you have not solved it yourself." Then he looked, and with a fixed countenance responded, "'Let us go there, for they go gently, and you hold firm that hope, sweet son.' That people still stood in the distance, even after our thousand paces, As much as a good thrower could cover with his hand, When all strained toward the hard mass of the high bank, and stood firm and straight as one who goes doubting and stops to look. "'O you well-finished! O you spirits already elect!' Virgil commenced. "'For that peace which I believe awaits you all, "'point us where the mountain lies such that it's possible to attempt the slope, "'for who knows more likes less to lose time.' "'As the little sheep exit their enclosure by ones and twos and threes and the others stand timid, turning the eye and the snout groundward, and what the first does, so the others do, coming up upon its back, if it should stop, simple and quiet, and not knowing why. So I saw move to come toward us the head of that flock allotted good fortune, modest in face and honest in carriage. As those before saw broken the light that fell to earth upon my right, so that sha- so that the shadow ran from me to the rock, they stood back and held themselves a bit distant, and all the others who came pressed near, not knowing why, and did just as the others. Without your asking, I confess to you that this you see is a human body which splits the light of the sun on the land. Do not marvel, but believe he doesn't seek to ascend this face without the strength of heaven. Thus the master and that worthy people said, Turn yourselves and enter ahead of us, guiding our eyes with the backs of their hands. And one of them commenced, Whoever you are going thus, turn your face, consider if you've seen me there above. I turned toward him and fixed my gaze. He was blond and beautiful and of gentle aspect, but a blow had divided one of the brows. When I had humbly denied ever having seen him, he said, Look now, and motioned to a wound at the height of his breast. Then smiling, he said, I am Manfred, grandson of Empress Constance, and so I pray you, when you return, go to my lovely daughter, genetrix of the honor of Sicily and of Aragon, and tell the truth to her, if any else is spoken. Once my earthly dress was ripped at two mortal points, I rendered myself weeping to him who willingly pardons. Horrible were my sins, but the infinite bounty bears such a grand embrace that he takes whoever turns back to him. If the pastor of Cosenza, who then was sent by Clement to hunt for me, had well read that face in God, the body's bones would lie still at the foot of the bridge near Benevento, under the guard of the gravestones. Now the rain bathes them, and the wind moves them without the kingdom, close along the verde, where he bore them with his spent lamps. None is so lost for such malediction that the love eternal can't return, while hope has yet a sprig of green. It's true that such as die in contumacy of holy church, who yet repent at the end, must stay beyond this bank, for all the time they stood in their presumption thirty times, if such decree remain not commuted by good prayers. You see how you might make me happy, revealing to my good Constance how you've seen me, and how I'm still diverted, for many here advance through those in the world. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto Four.